Hello there, and welcome to episode 10 of 8-Bit News on Feltham FM, brought to you in proud association with our partner, NRG Marketing. Hi de hi, people. Hey. How, how are we all? Uh, that's a completely rhetorical question, because you can't reply. Uh, welcome back to yeah, another yeah, episode. I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Oh, cheers. Thank you, random person that's just come in. Uh, so oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so how are we all today? I'm very well. How are you, Maisie? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, that's I'm excellent. I'm a bit, I'm a bit warm. It's quite hot in this room. But it I'm is. Yeah, it's so hot in this room. It is. It's I'm very sorry. Warm. I can leave if if that's the problem. I <laughs> tiny joke there. Is um, it too hot in here, or yeah. is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> right. So today we're going to try something a little bit different. We're just going to bring up some topics of conversation, and we're just going to talk about them for a little bit. Uh, yeah. So what have we got? We'll hit you up with your first one. What would be um well. Those of you who don't know me, which is probably quite a lot of you, the only thing I love more or the same as games is Star Wars. So when we have the joy and the glory that are Star Wars video games, I just I just can't handle it. So I've compiled the best Star Wars games in our opinions. Again, our One opinions. of them is very much in your opinion. Okay, okay, okay. When I say best, I mean favourite? Maybe not best definitely, critically. Definitely not best critically. Okay, one so of them is critically one of the worst games ever reviewed. Okay, okay. I tell you what, we'll, we'll take it in turns, all right? Okay. Because I have how many? I have one, two. I have three to talk about. I believe three. Yeah, yeah I have three got, to talk about, and you have two. So I've got two. Yeah. So you so can we'll go, go first. back and forth. You can go first. My first one was Star Wars Battlefront Two for the PS2 because that was the one I played with my brother. So okay. it's a childhood favorite. The gameplay for me and the graphics still hold up today. Both mm. the single and the multiplayer are great. I honestly prefer the multiplayer, again, because I would play it with my brother. Yeah. You have a big variety of your favourite characters. Who would you Who would you normally play as? If it's got to be Boba Fett for me. Yeah? I took Boba Fett every time. Oh, I would always go for Alea Secura because, you know, two lightsabers getting out there. Never, never. Boba Fett. Boba Fett was the man. <laughs> never lost as Boba Fett except when I did. Except, yeah. And then, yeah. and then I'd just, like, push my brother over and claim it as a win. Lovely. My favourite memory of that was in the Moss Eisley map like climbing really high onto one of the really tall buildings and then jumping all the way down to like death blow someone oh yeah yeah so yeah that was one of my favorites would you like to talk about one of yours right i'm gonna talk about the best reviewed star wars game of all time everyone's favorite star wars game knights of the old republic <laughs> everyone loves knights of the old republic knights of the old republic is one of the best rpgs ever made not just because it's a star wars game but i mean come on mm. who doesn't want to play a star wars and i'm gonna issue a spoiler warning here because i'm going to be spoiling the spoiler warning for the actual final twist of the game you've been playing as the ultimate bad guy darth revan the entire time <gasps> you've been mind wiped Gasp. and you've been playing as darth revan for the entire map for the entire game and you now have the choice as whether to turn evil and exterminate the entire galaxy or be a really nice dude and be totally awesome and it's the best star wars game ever made hands down there's only one aspect of it that could be even bested by any star wars games and that's the next one i'm going to talk about in a second but i'll leave you in suspense yeah and it's also good because it stands out not only as a Star Wars game, but just as a game in general, which yeah. I suppose a lot of these don't really do. Yeah, some of them, especially your final one, which I take Look, I tell great you what, anger right? and issue with because I've played and it's yeah, but, awful. Yeah, but they don't know yet. We need to, it's a, we need to leave them in suspense. That's coming up. My next one, which I believe you also agree with me on, 
is Lego Star Wars. Oh, hell yes, I now, agree with this one. Because the Lego games are amazing. I now, for me Lego personally, games. people keep asking me which trilogy I meant. I played the complete saga, so yes, both of them. All of them. The cutscenes and just the entire style is so yeah. cute. And the way, like, I mean, they've done it less in more recent Lego games, but the way they used to, when they would just have them just miming the little things going on, is just so adorable. And the way they keep it, like, being a you is they, like, take out deaths and they make it, like, different, and it's just really adorable. The gameplay is fun and engaging. You have to go back and find the secrets, so you replay levels and you can replay them, like, like in free play, which means you can play with whatever character you want, which is great. I played on the Wii. The motion controls are stupid, but you don't have to use them. It's fine, so <laughs> that was my only I, problem with yeah. it. The multiplayer is, again, great for a bit of fun, especially on the free play mode. Um, yeah, which, again, was another one I always played with my brothers. Was there a particular character it, yeah. you would play as on Lego Star Wars? Um, was it I also Boba Fett? Or? It wasn't also Boba Fett. Boba Fett was only my, it was only my Battlefront character. It was pretty my, my favorite character to play as in the St- Lego Star Wars games was Darth Vader. Hmm. Because I'd unlock Darth Vader and then I'd go back through all the levels where you could kill stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. And I'd go back through and I'd just pretend like Darth Vader was having a really, really bad day at work. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, um, his, Emperor Palpatine had just gone, Oh, you know what? You're having a bad day. Oh, just, just go and kill some, just go and kill some stormtroopers. We can do make it. some more. Just do it. Do it, Skywalker. <laughs> I feel like that's all he was doing. Mm. And I just really enjoyed like making up in my own little head. He was just like, oh, I can't believe I have such a bad day at work yeah. today. Oh. Just kill everyone. Do you want I it? mean, my son's just falling on my plans. It's mm. just so stressful. Mm. Oh. Do you want to hear what character I played as? What character did you play as? I would play, as soon as I unlocked it, as Princess Leia in her Jabba the Hutt outfit. You play a slave layer. Yes, oh. because, right, if you hold down the Z button, she would, like, dance, and I thought that was really funny, so that's oh, just who no. I would play as. Oh, no. That's really bad. No, but, Linda, but, like, I was really young, so it wasn't like I was in, in any other way than the fact that I was like, oh, I can hold Z, that's, and she, like, does dancing. That's, that's fair cool. enough. Looking back on it now, you though, you have to admit that's a bit weird. Oh, no, that's bad now. I look yeah. back on it now, especially when I would play as that, and then my brother would play with me as, like, Darth Vader, and we'd just go, hmm. oh, that'd be... Although yeah. my, my second favourite character to play as was just a stormtrooper. And then, like, in some of the final ca- climactic fights with, like, a Jedi, you just have a lone stormtrooper there, and I just imagine he was freaking out. It's like, what it's am like, I doing? Why have I been dragged in here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah. Mm. Just, like, firing his blaster with no accuracy at all. What? Not yeah. because he's a stormtrooper now, just because he's terrified. <laughs> That's what I imagine was going on in his Actually, head. Actually, do you reckon if a stormtrooper, like, because they have bad aim anyway, if he's then terrified and he's not aiming properly, do you reckon if he then aims really well? Ooh. That might he... be why I hit everything. Yeah. That could explain Ooh. it, because maybe he was just terrified There's the entire time. Hidden Lego Star Wars yeah. lore for you. A little, little <laughs> bit of a hidden Lego Star Wars lore for you there. Yeah. Have some fun with that. But then uh, that, that's just a theory. That's just that's a, that's just a theory. Uh, a Lego Star Wars theory. <laughs> Don't sue us, Matt Pat, please. No. We love you. Um, please get back to us on Twitter, Matt Pat, please. We love you. Um, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll lay off the Matt Pat phrase for a yeah. second here, so I can talk about my second game, yep. which is Jedi Academy. I love Jedi Academy. Not because necessarily the story is the most amazing, because it isn't. That's Knights of the Old Republic. And not necessarily <laughs> because the graphics are that great, because it isn't. Knights of the Old Republic still takes that. Um, but just because of the one aspect of Jedi Academy that they got so right that they've never been able to replicate again. Lightsaber jewels. <laughs> Jedi Academy has the best lightsaber fighting mechanics in any of the Star Wars games. You want to know why? Well, I mean, you, you don't know about my next game. Because you, yeah, <laughs> I can tell you that that game does not beat Jedi Academy. I wasn't Nothing saying, I wasn't beats Jedi it did, Academy. But like... 
you can customize and build your own lightsaber like any of the set colors that you wanted you can have mm. two-sided lightsabers you could have two lightsabers in one lightsaber in each hand you could have a single lightsaber although only squares went for single lightsabers double-edged lightsabers for the win <laughs> woo, woo. um and basically you could be anything you wanted to be there was jedi versus jedi combat you could basically customize your playstyle to be any type of jedi that you wanted and it was the best and now i'm gonna go home and play it again mm. well you just you just sit there feeling like, like yeah. you're totally cool just like, just feel like are you making of a little noise I, I, <laughs> yes I, I do make the noises even though the game makes the noises for me i still make the noises with my mouth. as well mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, am I am I am I the only one who like when like they've like your parents buy the Christmas wrapping paper you like get those pass one to like your sibling and just be like let's have a lightsaber. Oh duel. yes. Yeah. Every year. I feel bad for admitting that now, but at least I'm I'm young enough I think to get away with that. My I'm my I'm definitely aren't. not. I'm definitely <laughs> not young enough to get away with that. Oh, but I still do it. My brother's like what like twenty four and he was doing it with me so. Well, that's fine. Yeah. He's he's just he's just you know he's an adult that hasn't quite fully grown up yet. That's all yeah, right. No, adults should have lightsaber fights. Yeah, lightsaber fights are adult things. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. Now let's go on to your abomination of a final pick. Okay. That I take great issue with, and anyone else that's played it will take great issue with. This I is, don't know why you like this. This is where we have to reiterate that this is my favorite, not maybe necessarily critically the best. It's definitely not critically the best. Okay. Critically, it's the worst. I can accept that Star Wars Connect is not a good game it's not even a, a semi-decent game it's right? trash but i feel like the one redeeming feature it has is the galactic dance-off that's the worst no, feature no 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 let me let, yes. me let me justify let me justify have you are you telling me you've never wanted in your entire life for to be able to dance as han solo yes to a version of writing solo but with han solo yes I'm telling you that exactly. I have never wanted to play a game where I can dance as Han Solo, dancing to the song Riding Solo, but in the words of Han Solo. I will never want to, and have never wanted to do that. I would rather watch the Star Wars Christmas special than I would play that game. Oh, but the Star Wars Christmas special is great. <laughs> oh, don't go there. Don't do it. Okay. I can accept that that's a feature or a thing that not a lot of people like, but I just thought that... Nobody in a, liked no, remember, it. In amongst... All of the stuff where you've got stuff like Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Academy, even Star Wars Battlefront to an extent where it's all really serious. I like the galactic dance-off for the same reason why I like Lego Star Wars, because it is so ridiculous in a world of, like, laser sword fighting and all that, that you can have something like that. I'm not and talking we, to you anymore. Oh, he's, he's turned I've, the chair I've turned, around. I've turned my back on you. He's turned the chair. I feel really bad now. <laughs> you should. You should. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to the microphone okay. and the door now. Also, as a side note, the Rancor Rampage section is unnecessary and confusing, but as I've written right here, I crave destruction. So that's just... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's fine. fine. So that's, yeah, Star yeah, Wars games. Star Wars, Star Wars games <laughs> are a very mixed bag. Yeah. There's some really great ones like Knights of the Old Republic and Jedi Academy and Battlefront and all of those types of games, but there are some really, really awful ones as well. Like Star the one, Wars Chess. Like Star Wars Chess and the ones you mentioned. The ones the one I mentioned. The one you mentioned. What, no, no, no. <laughs> I, that, was a, that was a typo by my mouth. The one you mentioned <laughs> that I despise with all of my, every fibre of my being. 
there is nothing I hate more than the existence of that game because it ties in wonderfully to another topic that you decided you were going to want to bring up today, mm-hmm. uh, which is tie-in games. Yeah, that ties in wonderfully. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, eggs. That will be something that only Luke Phillips and my drama class will get, but... Anyway, Lovely. inside jokes got for the win. Re- references now. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, as my as my lovely co-host has mentioned, tying games. I wanted to have a talk about what I think and what ge- generally makes a good tie-in game. So a tie-in game, as we've been talking about with Star Wars, is an IP that already exists that they then decide we're going to make a game out of this. Mm. Like Star Wars existed before the Lego people were like, "Hey, let's make a game out of it." Basically, yeah. so. Let's talk about what makes a bad tie-in game. Oh, now, boy. This kind of thing is stuff like slapping on a face onto an already existing game, mm. lazy game design, hoping that name recognition alone is going to carry it through. I'm looking at any Hannah Montana game that's ever existed. <coughs> E.T. <coughs> E.T. Oh, God, E.T. No, 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 no. Sorry. I had, I had, some, I had some really awful game in my throat there. For I, a I, I actually did Ooh. own High School Musical 2. Work this out for the Nintendo DS. Oh, what is wrong with you? Well, I was a kid and I was young and I sold it on eBay as soon as I got the chance. But, like... Well, fair enough. It was, it was just like, it was like a really rubbish rhythm game with a camera that was so close to your character that you basically had uh. to use the mini-map the whole time. Just that, just that whole concept of having a game based on something like Hannah Montana or High School Musical, which has no business being a video game, no. just makes me want to cringe. Mm. I'm not sure I can handle something like that. What? My worst tie-in games of all time, because it's a whole series of them, other than number two, the Spider-Man games. Any Spider-Man Ooh, game yeah. other than Spider-Man 2, which is excellent, is mm. awful. Any Spider-Man game. The one thing you have to get right with Spider-Man is the swinging around the city... And Spider-Man 2 is the only game that got that right. The sequel, just... the sequel just failed on every level. Mm. And they've never managed to recreate it since. It's like Marvel just like, but it's Spider-Man, you like him, right? Well, no, not in the really rubbish game that you're giving us. So. Yeah, it's it really is. It's a, it's a failure at a basic level to just make a game that's fun. However, there is a new Spider-Man game coming out only yeah. on PS4, which I'm very sad about. But... It's made by the same people that made Sunset Overdrive, which kind of felt like a cool Spider-Man sort of thing. Anyway, And yeah. it's going to be totally awesome, and I've got really high expectations, so mm. they better not let me down. Yeah, that would, yeah. Yeah, that would, that would be I think it sounds like it's going to be good if it's made by the same people, then. Yeah, yeah. It, it, should be, it should be really good. I'm very excited about it. Hmm. And right. speaking of good games, what makes a good tie-in game? Now, for me, the most important point in this is the original writers or the original people getting involved. Rather than handing off to a third party, letting the people who originally made the thing continue to make the thing. So, for example, South Park, The Stick of Truth, in my opinion, is one of the best tie-in games. And the sequel's coming out in December. It's one of, if not the best tie-in game Mm. going. It's up there for me with Alien Isolation, which is one of my favourite games of all time. It's very different games. <laughs> it's very different games, but Alien yeah. Isolation actually is canonical. It fits into the series of the Alien movies. It's in the same universe as that, mm. which I think is fantastic. And I think that's something that really does affect um, the sort of storytelling that you're looking for in a tie-in game. Mm-hmm. You want something that's not just sort of played off as, ah, oh, this is just a thing we made for money. You want something that means something to the actual gamer themselves, Yeah, which is what I think... Uh, Alien Isolation, South Park The Stick of Truth and my third game that I really love as a tie-in game uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor I, I loved Shadow of Mordor it was so good and the mechanics in that were absolutely outstanding mm. and that's another thing I think that's really really underrepresented in tie-in games is new mechanics 
which mm-hmm. is something that you really need in a new game because otherwise it just feels like a, pop- a copy paste of something else that's already been made. Yeah, and a bit like the Simpsons hit and run. Yeah, like, this is GTA but with yeah. Homer Simpson. This is GTA plus Crazy Taxi plus Homer Simpson. Haha. <laughs> which wasn't right. bad. It but was. It was just... a good game. Yeah. It was a good game, but there wasn't any innovation there, mm-hmm. which is why I feel really drives gaming as a whole. Yeah. And I feel like that was massively a part of the way that Shadow of Mordor was made, and a massive part of the way that Alien Isolation was made. And even Stick of Truth had some excellent elements in it that weren't really present in the games beforehand. Yeah. And I feel like that really does help make a, a cohesive tie-in game that really actually sells very well and is very well critically received. Yeah. Like the focus on making a good game rather than just going for a tie-in game. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. And I think if you look at... There's, there's one studio that really always knocks it out of the park with their tie-in games, which is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers have actually... Um, I've been a little bit hot water with their movies recently because some of their movies haven't been performing very well. And but their games. They, yeah, they've they've actually been losing some money on the movies front, but their games have been making it back up because yeah. they've put a lot of effort into recruiting some very intelligent and well-skilled people <laughs> to making their video games. And their video games are now basically crushing it at every turn other than Arkham Knight on PC, whoop whoop. <laughs> um, but other than that, they've made pretty much hit after hit every time. Shadow of Mordor, all of the Arkham series have been excellent. Yeah. And basically their video gaming department has somewhat saved their their entire business model. And that's also great for gaming as a whole because then that's other companies going to take notice and be like, whoa, those movie people are now making money doing video games. Maybe it's a legitimate media that we can go yeah. into. Maybe it's something but that we can use to tell stories, yeah. or maybe it's something we can take the mick out of, yeah. oh which w- people need to stop doing, because mm. that just makes me very yeah. angry. Which is kind of like what tie-in games represent. It's like people going, well, the movie's the main thing, but we can add something to it. Whereas a good tie-in game will be like, this is just as important as, like the South Park one, this is just as important as our series. We're not using yeah. this as a, eh, I guess that's a sub thing you've got. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like Alien Isolation is a canonical entry into the Alien franchise. And yeah. it was something... Uh, so if you want to get the full story, play Alien Isolation. Yeah, and it's... Um, oh, what's his name? The guy that um, the guy that actually made the original Alien movie. Oh, what's his name? Mm, oh, God, I know I, this. I wouldn't know. Um, Ridley? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, who made the mm. original Alien movie, was actually involved in the production of Alien Isolation. He yeah, helped, exactly. He helped write it, which is amazing, because that basically means that this is definitely canonical this is something that is well within the law of this universe and it's something that a lot of alien fans such as myself love way more than any of the movies past the second one mm. yeah right so is that everything well, you, well that's everything that you said that you wanted to use well today anyway okay. so i mean what do yeah. you um one of my subjects that i i'm gonna bring up is um Games that are released that aren't quite finished. Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic Sonic anything. <laughs> Other than That's not you know, true. The original, the original Sonic the Hedgehog was finished. Well I, there I, wasn't much to finish. Sonic Sonic 2 actually had some unlockable stages that were unlockable with an extra cartridge, so that was released when it wasn't finished because you had the Sonic and Knuckles thing mm. where you could pop that on. And it did unlock extra mm. levels, which were pretty cool, but it technically wasn't a finished game straight away. So and that's the first ever instance of a game being released not completely open straight away. Oh, good job, Sonic Team. You started off Thanks, on a bad Sonic foot, Team. didn't you? Um, you but, started off yeah. with DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But what I'm talking about is less DLC, because DLC is sort of the thing where you've got a game, and it's a full game, and then they just want to add a little bit more onto it. Yeah. What I'm talking about is a game where you have the game, and 
they've not finished the game. So they'll release the game periodically. They'll release new maps, new levels, like, throughout the year. And now I, I really like some of the games that do this. I have played a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, and that mm. started out with three or four maps and a set amount of operators. And I was like, okay, this might get a bit slow, a bit quickly. And then throughout the year, almost, I think it's nearly a year now since it was released, we've had a bunch of new maps and new operators added in. Mm. The only problem with this is now that people can just hop in now and get all of that stuff that we've been waiting for the entire time straight away. But I suppose the idea was is that you have the four maps, you get used to it, and then yeah. they release more stuff as it goes along. Yeah. Although I suppose it is, it's similar to like when you watch a series, mm. and then you're like, oh, I've got to wait ages for an episode, and then someone comes in right behind like, oh, I've got 12 seasons. Yeah, it's, it does really annoy you when you jump on something straight away, and then... You've, you've you're not rewarded for it no, you're kind of yeah. punished for it you're like no no you wait you'll wait and then you'll get it later and they're then, dangling the carrot yeah it'll be it'll be fine it'll be fine just wait for your turn and then <laughs> someone comes in later and is like here have all of this stuff now mm. it it really does get on my nerves and a game that i've i actually took the other route for is the hit the newest hitman game mm-hmm. hitman no subtitle it's not actually called that but there is no subtitle hitman no um, subtitle and that was released in episodes and admittedly their episodes had a lot more to do in them because you'd get the main assassination target and you'd take them out and there'd be like a set amount of those targets to take out and then you'd have elusive targets hidden throughout the map that wouldn't show up on your first first few playthroughs and you could create custom targets and custom challenges for other players which is really cool but then they released over the period of the last year like like six maybe new targets like new maps yeah. and it i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon now because there's no point in me paying 40 pounds for a game and then once all the dlc and stuff has been released and all downloaded completely for free i can now buy the game for 20 quid mm. and get more content than the people who started out with the game oh that's what i did with um with borderlands like yeah. because you they had borderlands 2 and then they had borderlands pre-sequel and then they released borderlands the handsome collection which in which you get both of those games and all of the DLC stuff yeah. for one game, which is what I did. And I felt like, you almost feel bad for doing that. Yeah, I feel cheated. Yeah. And especially when you've bought all the DLC. Like, I, my biggest gripe is with Destiny. And it's the only gripe I have with this game, because I think it's wonderful. Um, but there has current there's currently four DLC packs out for Destiny. You've got um, the first one, which is the Dark Below. Uh, then you've got the House of Wolves, the um, Taken King, and now you've got the... Um, Iron Lords DLC and the Rise of Iron DLC, sorry, and that's four DLC packs. And um, once the first two were released, I was like, okay, this is all good. And then the four, the Taken King was released with a Legendary Edition, which cost twenty pounds more than all of the other editions. It cost twenty pounds more than the actual game, and it contained all the DLC up to that point. Mm. And they've re-released another version of that for the newest. Uh, DLC, Rise of Iron, which has, it's again, £60, but it has all of the DLC. Mm. Now, I'm a massive fanboy, so I paid £45 to £50 for the original game, just with that, nothing else with it. Then I paid £20 for each DLC going, £30 for Taken King, another £20 for Rise of Iron, and I've paid well over £100. We're We're talking probably nearer to £200 just for dlc and the main game for this game and then someone can come in right now and buy all of the dlc in the original game for maybe half 
nearly a third of the price that mm. I'd paid for the entire thing, and I feel really cheated. Yeah, I genuinely that makes do. you feel like you don't want to even buy the game. Like, cause yeah, that's what would stop me from buying something, especially if I'm thinking, well, this will be released later, so that eventually will become a problem. I think, but yeah. for just gaming industry as they like make these games and they have like these being released, they need to keep the prices consistent because if they don't, they're gonna loot. They're gonna they're not going to sell when they first get out. No. They'll be like, well, why, what's my point in buying this now if I'm just going to get it later yeah. and get more stuff? Yeah, and I think that there are there are <laughs> games that do approach this in the correct way. Um, not because, Yeah, not Battlefront. Not Battlefront. But <laughs> there are, there are <laughs> games that do approach this in the correct way, approach DLC in the right way. Mm. This is games that don't release a collector's edition. Games that don't release one edition with all the DLC included for a discounted price. Like the Borderlands Yeah, one, like, like The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is possibly the best game i think i may have ever played Mm -hmm. i recently got it again and it is so so good and the dlc packs there are three dlc i believe um and the final dlc um which is blood and wine is set in a completely different area it's completely separate from the main game and it's beautiful it's absolutely amazing but they haven't released a collector's edition which means that if you want the dlc you have to buy the dlc for the same price as everyone else which I think is an incredibly fair way to do it. Mm. That way, everyone else is paying the exact same price. No one else will feel cheated out of their money. And I think CD Projekt Red have really done something that a lot of other studios can learn from. Mm. And I think pretty much everything they do, everyone can learn from, because CD Projekt Red are the best. <laughs> um, which And that brings me on fantastically to my next topic of mm. betas. I love betas, uh, but there are a lot of people who have problems with betas. Mm. And for those of you who don't know what a beta is, um, a beta is an unfinished version of a game that certain players are given access to to test out, find bugs, find glitches and to generally sort of try and balance it out and at the moment I'm part of a closed beta for CD Projekt Red's next game Gwent which is actually a card game in The Witcher 3 which I am really into yes I'm into a card game, deal with it, I'm nerdy Um, but basically it's a closed beta which and a closed beta would normally last for about a week the Gwent closed beta lasts until March next year. This is basically me getting a free game for a period of maybe like five months that I can just binge and just play to my heart's content, knowing full well that at the end of it, I will have ended up improving the final product. Mm. And that's the sort of beta that I can really get behind. Yeah, that's the right way to do a beta. There are yeah. some betas that aren't going to do Yeah, it right. there are some betas that are basically just... Uh, look, there's the game. You can play the game early for like two days and then they take the game away from you. They give you no advantages to playing in the beta yeah. and basically the beta is just used to generate hype. I mean, like, what are they doing with like with like We Happy Few at the moment? Yeah, they, like, I think they've got that an early had, access, haven't they? I mean, yeah, because that had its kind of open world like thing they were doing. Mm. And then they, at E3, they had that opening story section. But no one really knows if it, it's going to have a story or if it's just open world or what yeah. it's going to be. Which I think is the wrong way to do a beta because mm. a beta should... It shouldn't build hype. It shouldn't build hype as its main focus. It yeah. should build hype as a byproduct. Yeah. The main focus, as you said, is to find bugs and to... Fix yeah, the game. And fix the game and make sure that it's ready yeah. and it's really good. Not to build hype and not to confuse people as to what their final yeah. product is going to be. Admittedly, you don't, you don't want to deliver a game that isn't fully polished at the beta phase because mm. if you deliver a game at a beta level that is broken as all hell like games least... that will just glitch out and will do nothing but just hurt you 
as a player and you hurt your console. It'll hurt you physically. Yeah, it'll come it'll, out of the it'll console. It'll come out of the console and just beat you senseless. But like, oh, I for bought, example, I the... bought this haunted cartridge <laughs> from outside GameStop, and it was written in black marker. Yeah. And then there was a Can't Sonic doll on my bed. Yeah. But like, you've got the Division beta, which was so so broken and horrible. Mm. And I played that, and I've, I'm never playing the actual game now because the beta was so broken and poorly designed that it basically just lost anyone that played it. Yeah, a beta it, should be yeah. slightly, like a couple of bugs, a couple of improvements. It shouldn't be a, we couldn't afford people we pay to test. Just go and get rid of everything we've done yeah. wrong. And doing a beta the wrong way will do the opposite of generating hype. It will dehype your game completely, mm. basically killing any interest <laughs> that there was in it. But doing a beta correctly and doing a beta the right way where you deliver a little bit of the story as well. You can pop a bit of story in there, get some mm. people interested, but mainly focus on getting them involved in the gameplay aspect of it. Basically going, this is what the game will play like, play some of it, and we just want to see if there are any units that are really overpowered. We just want to see if there's any tactics that we want to try and nerf before the game comes out. Mm. It's basically a fully finished game that you're just testing out. Yeah. If we didn't have that, on the first weeks of release, we would have games that were broken and buggy and no one would buy them. Yeah. And we would end up... We would have Sonic Boom. Yeah, we'd just, we just end up having all of Sonic... Or just all Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom is basically a beta. That's it what is, you'd yeah, end up having. You'd have a beta where, like, where, where hopefully someone would be like, hey, I can complete the whole game in, like, two hours with this glitch you've managed to leave in fix it yeah and, and then, then we wouldn't get broken games yeah but, but then sonic boom was like oh you found the glitch oh sweet dude we'll leave that glitch in so everyone can complete it really quickly <laughs> and basically sonic boom. i don't think they paid for beta testers. no they didn't and i mean i i i don't necessarily think that you are paid to beta test you're paid to alpha test alpha but mm. alpha builds of the game um are where you get professionals in to test it and you're like, okay, this is jump this is what in this do. corner one hundred yeah. times. Yeah, I need you to jump in certain places thousands and thousands of times. It's very dull. Beta yeah. testers are where you go, hey public, you like this game, have some of it, not all of it, yeah. not all of it, but have some of it, Take and then one. just just see if you can see see if you can find anything funny, mm. and just play it, just play it like a normal person would, because you know that no one is going to stand in a corner jumping a thousand times. Yeah. Basically, unless you're being paid to do yeah, it. Yeah, unless you're being paid to do it. What you want to do in a beta test is you want to go to the people that are running the test. You want to go, right, have this, play it like a game, and just see what happens. Yeah. Have fun, kids. Tell yeah. us if anything goes wrong. I don't understand when, like, because there have been instances where people have paid for, the, like, a beta version. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're promised the final game. It's like, I don't understand that. Yeah, that's I don't understand um, why you... early access, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand why you would pay for... A game that might not like be like a game that even if it's perfect and it works you might not even like yeah so it's like you paid early for an early access version of a game that's not even finished yeah and you might hate the game anyway and so they're like we promised you the final game but what if you don't like the beta you're not gonna yeah. like the final game and there are a lot of instances where you've had games that go into early access and people have paid for these games they've they've paid for them they've been really hyped up for them and then they've played the games, they've hated the games, mm. and they've handed over money now, so they can't get a refund. Yeah, and then and you have to have the then, final thing. And then the game hasn't even been released. Oh, there have been multiple cases where people have paid for a game, and then the game hasn't even come out, which I think is really, really awful. That is where you, like, that is... 
that's where like the unprofessionalism of like the gaming industry kind of comes in because some companies are great but some of them just aren't they're yeah, just terrible some of them some of them basically make a living from just screwing over some consumers of them, like it's something that you wouldn't get away with in for example the movie industry you wouldn't yeah. get away with that but because you wouldn't go gaming, here yeah. here watch this it hasn't got any of the special effects added yet but once like, we add it in like, i'll give you a ticket it'll be all good have the pilot episode of a show oh you want more you paid for the whole series well actually we, we've so glad to cancel the whole series now so yeah. you have the pilot with that cliffhanger as to whether that character we've made you really care about dies or not but yeah. whatever I, I think that betas are a good thing overall because it will improve the quality of the industry as a whole. But, but it depends on how it will the depend on how goes the, about it. Yeah, it depends on how the beta's done and how it's executed mm. as a whole. Yeah. But overall, I think they can only be a good thing as yeah. long as you keep the standards high. Yeah, you can have a great beta, but if it's like done in the wrong way, like you can have a beta that's fine yeah. if they gave it to people, if they gave, for example, give it to a select few people for like free for like a few weeks before the game comes out. Yeah. If they have this beta, that, or they have the same beta, where they charge a load of money for it, and then they don't release the mm. game, it's the same beta, yeah. it's just how you go about it. And another example of betas not really doing what they necessarily were supposed to is the Halo 3 beta. Mm. And I know that's kind of controversial, but they sold it Ooh. with another game. So basically what you did was you bought a copy of Crackdown, which was a game that no one was really that it like hyped for no mm. one really knew what crackdown was but if you bought that you got a beta code for halo 3 well, the multiplayer beta for halo 3 that's basically what they did with like the cinderella movie where they just put a frozen short in front of it so yeah. everyone would go see cinderella yeah pretty much um but basically they went okay you buy this game and we'll give you the multiplayer beta for this game this game that is way more popular doing that they sold a bunch of copies of Crackdown. Now, there would have been a massive deal made out of this if Crackdown was a complete pile of garbage, but it wasn't. And this is where this sort of negative comes into a positive because they actually used a beta for a game that was well-established to promote a game that maybe wasn't as well-established and that wasn't as well-known, which is a completely individual and new IP. And basically, they made that a success just by using a beta. Because people went, ah, sweet, a beta. And then they went, ah, I've bought it, I'll try it. They threw it into their console and then they realised that Crackdown was an game. amazing game. Yeah. It, but if it wasn't, yeah. if it that wasn't, could have backfired Oh, yeah. If it wasn't, there would have been a massive upri- upcry yeah. about that because that's someone would have just spent 40 quid on a game just essentially for a beta. Yeah. That's which, a tactic that's only going to work if you have faith in like the yeah. game you're making. Yeah. I think Microsoft got really lucky with that because if Crackdown had been a massive flop, I genuinely i'm not sure that microsoft would have been able to sort of sell halo 3 yeah i feel like people might have boycotted that and i think that could have been a big deal big deal but they did they got very lucky crackdown was excellent and i'm very much looking forward to crackdown 4 please give me crackdown 4 i want those building falling physics i want to i want to destroy (laughs) a a whole city and then just go nope and reset and do it all over again (laughs) i need that i need it Mm. i need the precious give me the precious need it in your life i need it (laughs) stupid hobbits is taking it away from me at microsoft i need it (laughs) just imagine just a bunch of hobbits at microsoft now that's Sorry, all, that's I, I, went, I went back into Gollum. Sorry about that. It's the only people that work there. Yeah. They're still sitting at their desks mm. and they've got like really high chairs so they yeah. can reach the computer. Yeah, Bill Gates secretly has just like really leathery soles to his feet. He's, he's, just, he's not a tall man, to be fair. Bill Gates could be a hobbit. We don't mm. know. We don't know. Yeah, Bill oh, don't Gates. Don't insult Bill Gates. That I'm sorry a, for insulting a, you, Bill that Gates. That is a big, that's a big like. I'm sorry for insulting you, Bill to... Gates. I love you. You're an amazing man. But please, are you a hobbit? Can you tell us if you are or not? He's not listening. But he might be. Bill Gates is not listening. He might be listening. 
you don't know that. Yeah, he will now. He will now. Someone, someone from his like PA yeah. team again is gonna like be like, "Excuse me, we picked up a yeah. mention Mr. of Bill Gates, Mr. Mr. Gates, Mr. Gates, Mr. Gates. We ha- we have a, we have a problem, Mr. Gates. There's there's someone who's found out the secret. Someone knows that you're a hobbit. You've got to go underground. You, you got to go underground, back in your hobbit hole. You got to go got to go in your hobbit hole, Mr. Gates. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it now. <laughs> like the I don't know where that went. We're don't just know where uncovered that came a conspiracy from. theory. We're yeah. not. If the next episode just never happens, that's yeah. what happened. We got we got taken out. If you never see us again, it we've was been the Bill Gates. we we've we've been killed by Microsoft. Or we're being held hostage. Mm. Tell everyone. Spread it. Like Soylent Green is. Uh, spoiler spoiler alert for a Ooh. very very old movie yeah no everyone knows now everyone knows about silent like, green, green is, is people. people it's basically like that but bill gates is a hobbit basically spread the word if we go missing that bill gates is in fact a hobbit mm. um because he may be able to take our lives but he will never, never take, take our, our freedom. freedom uh yeah so i think and that's, on that note yeah. on that note i think that's everything that we have i think that's us for yeah. the day actually can i like can i can i have an idea right because okay just in case because sometimes we don't know stuff to talk about that's a good what point. i'm suggesting is that if you listen to this and you have suggestions for things we could talk about yeah tweet us that's a good point tweet, tweet us, us at at uh FCC 8-Bit News FM, I believe, is our Twitter handle. Yes. I think it's actually on the uh, Feltham FM website. Yes, if you go onto be. there, look up our podcast, and it should be there as well. Yeah, um, so if you have stuff we want to talk yeah. about, tweet us, because yeah. we would love to talk about su- have yeah. suggestions. All five of our listeners, tweet us. We want to know who you are, um, yeah. and we just want to know what you want us yeah, to talk about. Tweet us Tweet us with an idea, and yeah. what is your favourite flavour of ice cream? For yeah. no other reason than the fact we want to get to know you. Yeah. Yeah, mum, don't worry about it. I know you listen. Don't worry, mum. I know your favourite oh, flavour of ice cream. Are we, are we addressing fine. our families now? Yes. Like, oh, well, I, know, I know that my mum listens to this. Shout out to my mum, because she's going to be listening. Oh, You're for You're amazing. Sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please tweet us with your favourite ice cream flavours and subjects you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much for listening. Again, um, yeah. I think that's everything we've got. So, uh, have a lovely week. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be recording next Friday because it is an inset day, unfortunately. Not unfortunately at all. Fist bump. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening and have a lovely two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye.